we could change that up. We should be changing that up a little bit. But, you know. As all great things in life. You can only do so much math. Stay the same. What? <laughs> well, what are you talking Whoa. about? You, oh, you were talking about mental health. And I was talking about opposite. how to need it. How to get to where you should need it. And never do it. Yeah, don't do math, guys. Math? Math. math. Definitely do two plus two. Sure. One gram plus one gram. But meth plus teeth equals nothing. That is the great <laughs> divider. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> if you don't know us, we're the professional hippies. We like to bridge the gap between the high achievers and the hippie woo-woo. 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 And uh, we're glad to have you here. So if you're just uh, tuning in, if you're recent to the journey, we met you at the Camp Inn or uh, any of our socials. Glad to have you here um, this month. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, I mean, we're at the tail end of the month here, and especially when this episode comes out, um, wanted to share a little bit of our journey about mental health and, uh, it being mental health awareness month. There's been some fun tools that Dylan and I have, uh, utilized over our days, whether it's in sales, friendship, or, um, just through the years to get where we're at. And we'd love to share some of that with you. So whether you've been along for the ride and you question the validity of these statements, or you're just tuning in. We're happy to have you here. And um, let's get into it. Let's get it. All right, boys, let's remember our training. Hey, you know what I get excited by? Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. Guess what excites me on the inside currently? Enemas? <laughs> <laughs> you Coffee enemas? You know, here's all the, the deal. Here's your, the deal. All your rage this week. <laughs> You're as subtle as a gunshot. Anyone ever tell you that? You are a uh, mullet in a beauty pageant. My mom said I'm a lovely milk boy, so uh, I, I think what you were about to say is a milkman baby, and <laughs> that could be true. That could be true because I'm a now, lovely, now I'm a lovely I have man. to talk about. I'm a lovely man. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. No, I agree. You, you're lovely. Probably, so probably also helps. I talk into the mic now compared to last week when every episode just, every episode yeah leaning back mm-hmm. i finally listened you know to a couple episodes i told you it makes a difference and i was like i can't hear anything i'm saying it makes a difference <laughs> right you hear yourself and you go one wow that's what i sound like yeah two hey who would have thought reviewing life you, you fix like, you find some stuff really mentally i was like who's this jackass that's just <laughs> not speaking into the mic correctly mm. especially after i tell guests to do it you know Oh, for sure. But I'm not doing it. I wonder if it's also like, no, the volume is about the same as mine. Because if you turn that up, then it sounds like you're closer to what you are. Yeah. That's okay. 
Oh, here, another there. You want to hear me about, uh, hear about me? What do you like inside you, Colton? Mm, ice cream. Mm. Pizza. Love those. Fuzzy feelings. Fuzzy feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a sick way, I think you are alluding to the coffee enema. <laughs> Shall we? I'd love to get into the coffee enema. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to save it for a paltry never, but here we are. Here we are. Um, so if you don't know, we, uh, what, what was that? The, that was the ice shower challenge. Yeah. Yeah. The cold shower challenge. Yeah. And I made it, I think to day 28 and Vegas happened. <laughs> Vegas said, mm-mm. Mm. Yeah. No. And by the way, I made them. So we had a challenge that we did together where you had to take cold showers for 30 days straight. If you fail to do the challenge, you had to do a coffee enema, um, which by the way, isn't just like total hippie woo woo. There's actually some science behind it. I read into it a lot. Okay. <laughs> I would too. Yeah. <laughs> if I was, I mean, that. you're like, okay, I'm about to boof some coffee. <laughs> I should, uh, read up on this. Did you do it in the beginning of your day? Like to start your day out with a, About cup, nine of, o'clock. With a cup of coffee? Yeah. 918 in the morning. I remember the moment so vividly. <laughs> What's it? Was it like that Folgers commercial? So you have like to, everything's you, you have to use enema coffee. It's a thing. But yeah. was it like a Folgers commercial where like everything's bliss? You're holding the coffee before you shoved up your butt. No, I was almost like shaking. I was terrified. <laughs> I'm man enough to admit it. Here's the deal. Uh, that's that's a lot. That's intimidating. And the, where this idea came from, if you remember, was from me going to a mastermind of mm-hmm. extremely successful people. Highly, people I highly regard with a lot of admiration and where they're at in life. I'm like, okay, it's almost like, let me drink the Kool-Aid. Sure. And yet it somehow ended up on the consequence board and, uh, well, New Year's. This is the secret to the success? Um, you know, it wasn't as like enlightening as mm-hmm. it was chalked up to be. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel suddenly like all this pain was relieved, mm-hmm. but you do feel way lighter. Now that is the God's honest truth. Get all that gunk out of there. For sure. Like mm-hmm. that, that's a real thing. All those pizza bites we ate. Uh, Got all the muffins. <laughs> Chocolate donuts. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I was trying to help everyone understand where, because like I can only imagine if you're just coming into this episode, right? Um, I hope this isn't a first episode. So well, I mean, for some people it's going to be. It will be. <laughs> and then here we are. Okay. So we'll work with what we've got, folks. Um, no, so you know what? All I'm trying to do is justify why I didn't hit the mark. And that doesn't matter. I was in Vegas, poor decisions happened. And then, you know, I found, found myself on one of the worst come downs of my life in the bathtub crying. I was like, Hey, I'm not ready for the cold. I felt so happy. I didn't have to do that. I was like, Oh, thank God. And I felt good after the cold showers too. But I mean, look, I might have to shave my legs here. Wax my legs. It's wax. It's yeah, wax. It's wax. Let's so get that right. Difference. Let's yeah. get that right. Let's yeah. get that right. It might right. be waxing my legs here. Soon, and so. that's okay. So um, do you want to know how it actually went down? Because here we are. I, I'm excited to tell you. I am stoked. All right. So you have to, went. you got to prep the area. I went to four different websites to figure out like how much, how much liquid do you put? Is it your colon? Your in, yeah, how much, how, much, how much are you going to be putting up there? How, mu- how much do you do? How much yeah. coffee to liquid? What's the ratio? Mm-hmm. What's the volume? Mm-hmm. Right? Total volume. I don't, I'd be, how much was the volume? 
How many liters are we talking here? Uh, how many liters? I mean, how many c- cups? So I went with four, four and a half, five cups of water. One would be intimidating to me. I can't imagine. Right, yeah, like right, yeah. Four. So that's what I thought. But the the bucket that they give you, the little nozzle thing, mm, it, it's up like a couple millimeters. Mm-hmm. So you got to account for that. That's almost like half a cup there, mm-hmm. right? So when I look in the websites, I was like, a quart, huh? <laughs> Feels like a lot. <laughs> Feels like a lot. <laughs> that's... uh more than I anticipated. <laughs> I'm with you. A soda can of liquid up my ass sounds like enough. Yeah. Sounds like plenty. I get I get intimidated by the bidet I have. Yeah. Just turn it that you on. You squirt that dude too hard, and you're like, hey, hey, hey. I'm not into weird kinky stuff yet. That's how you get the little extra. Though. That's like the 40s. That's how you get the little extra though. Yeah, so, you know. So I can't imagine. Well, it, it went straight from, okay, so I read the websites. It was like, all right, prep your little area in case you have an accident. And I'm like, I'm definitely the type of person that would have an accident with this. Okay, so I prep my little area, got a little towel. And, and I thought, put liquid up there, liquid comes out, right? No, no, no. They, they want you to relax for 15 minutes. Have you ever had to use the bathroom? Like, really go doo-doo? You're not holding that for 15 minutes, but apparently you can do it. So I prepped the scene. I got the towels down. I even rolled up another towel, lay my head on. Here's the moment of truth. By, by the way, <laughs> sidebar. One website, this woman recommended um, coconut oil. To mix in with the coffee? No, for your bum. It's the lube. Ah, it's the all-natural lube. Yeah. Um, I did use an alternative. We don't get brand deals here just yet. <laughs> Keep the brand out of it. It's on. Ter- it's an alternative to coconut oil. I didn't go avocado. Didn't even go vegetable. Went a different route. Okay. Strawberry. <laughs> it's my story. <laughs> you tell it, sir. Um, lit a candle. I didn't light a candle. It's in the morning. That'd be weird. So... <laughs> Prep the area, get ready to go. I'm like, okay, cool. Put the thing in my bum, hanging out. Release. How, far, how far did you go up? How far are well, we talking about? Yeah, here? so hold on. Yeah. Okay, so I released the clip. Cause I'm like, this is, I'm slightly uncomfortable right now. Sure. Okay. And uh, I released the clip. Water starts flowing. I'm like, whoa, that's weird. And I'm hanging out and I'm like, how long is this motherfucker going to take to drain? Because you got the bucket up, right? You got to elevate the bucket. We're using gravity. Yeah. Got to use gravity yeah, I feel like this is taking longer than it should. And then um, I don't remember if I re-examined what was going on. Oh, no, no. Then I remembered, okay, the water doesn't come out the end of the enema. It comes out kind of like the side, like close to the end, mm-hmm. I guess for flow reasons or whatever, right, to prevent it from like fast flowing. Mm-hmm. This is the point in which I realized um, how far this thing was not into my butt. <laughs> my sphincter was blocking the flow that's where i had to have a real talk with myself <laughs> pause pause and you're like mm, we're gonna have to go deeper boys so we did <laughs> so we did at which point everything started flowing um when most of it was in there it was at which point i got uncomfortable and i knocked the tube which ricked the bucket off the windowsill and splash the rest of the coffee water all over the floor. 
but at this point you're committed and i look around and i'm like that's not that much coffee so must must of it okay it's, it's in my ass all right cool we're here i'm doing this this fine okay so i'm on my side and I remember this dumb bitch on some natural vegan bullshit was like, <laughs> rub your stomach to fucking ease whatever. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. And then I feel like these intense cramps and I'm like, oh, exorcism of the navel cavity. And uh, <laughs> I'm like rolling around, not not frantic, but I'm like slightly. So you're laying on the ground now after this? You, I was laying on the ground the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't do a good enough job painting that image. But the towels were on the ground. Now I'm on the ground. I'm with the towels. The towels are my safety blanket. Okay. <laughs> the towels have soaked up the rest of the coffee that didn't make it in my butt. So, yeah, at that point, uh, you just hang out. And, um, yeah, I tried to put on a good audio book. That didn't work for nothing. I put on some music still. And so, yeah, I made it like six or seven minutes. I was like, we got to evacuate this situation. <laughs> In which case, the things, yeah, you just relax and, you know, whatever. Uh, you, it honestly, I was like, yeah, it, it works. Totally works. Did you wake up like a cup of coffee would do? Um, I don't know if I had it in there long. Ago. I don't know if, because I thought it doesn't work that way, but caffeine for sure would seep into your bloodstream. I would assume, yeah, like boofing a drug. Right. It goes in the bloodstream. I would assume caffeine would do it. Yeah, so I don't know. Part of my innocent innocence feels lost. Um, Speaking of Pride Month, uh, <laughs> what a transition! Yeah, no, but adulthood was gained. Yeah, no, it is. Is it Pride Month this month coming next up? Month. Next month. Oh, at least I knew it. next month. You know what that would mean. Enjoy <laughs> <laughs> a little too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so are, are, is this a regular thing that you're? wanting to do or was mm. it like a one time i did it because i had to yeah no mm, i could see it potentially happening again because i fucked it up the first time sure right? like a little bit um when you hear stuff at a mastermind from people you really regard that you know are not crazies right like actually are not crazies and they're like yeah this has a lot of benefits and it, it has benefited me a now, lot and knowing you right you like taking things to the next level are we going to continue the gravity or are we going to get a water pump Mm. to make sure it you know, flows quicker. I hadn't considered asshole. this thought, but yeah, if I could actually have something that goes so fast up my ass, it comes out my mouth. That's a tube. It could come right out the top. For sure. Uh, that that seems to be the most effective and efficient method to uh, do whatever th this is supposed to do. You could post on the hippie forums. You'd probably be a god <laughs> on the hippie forums. <laughs> Worship me. Hey, lady, that rub your belly. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> let me learn you something let me learn you something here yeah no was um, it decaf was it caffeinated i don't honestly know i just uh followed the instructions it, it, into my coffee there you go hey that was a nice eight <laughs> minutes of content so if uh you're listening at home you're listening in your car <laughs> this is a morning ride and by the way i just i just want to acknowledge for a second that is very uncomfortable to talk about like that's what i'm saying part of my innocence feels lost and adulthood feels gained well you know it's the ultimate i don't give a fuck anymore i had to have that conversation with myself dylan if you're laying on my bathroom floor i'm holding this <laughs> tube in my hand and i go oh my god what the fuck am i doing like <laughs> you genuinely have to you're asking yourself what the fuck am i doing you walk out Let's see, Michael. Put this in your mouth. 
<laughs> and he's like, what for? <laughs> like, from a southern family, you know, like, ah, it's like I'm not even disappointed in myself, but it's it's just a it's a that is the hippiest woo woo shit I've ever done, easily. Yeah, I've done some shit. Yeah, your ancestors are proud. Yeah, they looked down on you and saw that, and they were like, "You think you think you think that's what my ancestors thought?" They were like, "This is what yeah. we fought for." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right freedom. Here. That's what freedom looks like. That's what freedom feels like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these laughs were totally worth <laughs> sticking through those showers. But the challenges have been super helpful too. Like, man, I'd give anything to see Joe in a dress. I don't remember what challenge that was. Thirty days of working out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was 30 days of working out. We had to post or whatever. We're all secretly hoping that someone fails. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm coming up on that one of those. I think I might with the podcast. Challenge? No, the podcast. Yeah, failing. The, the failing the pot getting on other podcasts. We all fail at something. Yeah. Yeah. But waxing legs is going to be tough. Nah, it's not going to be that bad. It says the, I don't know. I've never had anything waxed before. So yeah, well, I got, I I got some. Our girlfriend's just like... It, you know I'm gonna be there, right? Don't watch that. And I was oh, like, of for course, sure. of course you're gonna. Why be not? There. She can rip one too. You know. Oh yeah, she's gonna. A lot of pent up uh, resentment. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, make sure to whatever you got, get it out right then. here. This is when you do it. Yeah, you know what? That honestly could be like a recommended couples therapy. Yeah, wax each other's legs. Yeah, I go through it, and then I'm like, well, I'm gonna do it now, and then she's like, have her grow her like hair yeah, out, just gonna, so you can do it. She's gonna be like, do it. Yeah, and she rip it off. She just laughs isn't it Not i thought it, is it true that. that women have a higher pain tolerance yes yeah yeah because they give birth mm -hmm. so they they have a higher pain tolerance than well because men are pussies so mm. yeah i feel that yeah now um before we were talking about that i, I believe the thought was mental health awareness <laughs> and by the way i'm i'm totally cool to hang out here <laughs> as long as we want let's face it <laughs> what's a little duty what's a lot of duty there's a difference <laughs> <laughs> there's found that quite out. a difference in found that. That out. um no so i mean i'm curious actually to get your thoughts because after you know the the amount of really like inward exploration that comes not not only from like a recreational sense of trying psychedelics and like hey let's go to festivals but also i mean i think if you dabble in that long enough you get curious of what happens when you take the stimulus away out of the equation right so you're talking about like at a taking it and you're at a festival and you have all these stimulants around everywhere with you or you you, you blare a certain type of music because you're enjoying that yeah like if you're at a festival and you know, you take whatever. We have so many stimulants going on that mm. it it really does. It like when we went, the it other really weekend, does tame down the trip a for sure. Bit. Yeah, especially if you're in a crowd, you don't realize. You know, I mean, that's why people OD all the time. I feel like is because they don't realize how messed up they are until they get out of the crowd. Just yeah. like you don't realize how drunk you are until you stand up. That's why, like, if you do, I've noticed that when I uh, like we're at the festival grounds and then you walk, let's say you have to go back to your campsite for something. Right. And you walk out of the camps, that area, it is way harder to get back to your campsite during oh, that, yeah. that trip. Than it's almost it like is. a spooky trip too. Yeah, like that walk, you're like, 
You're like, am I doing this? And no one gives a shit. They're no like, one could give a fuck they're, less. They're, they want to be you, really. Right. And they're like, well, I want to be that guy yeah. over there. He's looking great. Right. But I, I, when you take, I think that's why doing home trips are so nice. Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, like, I mean, the, the root of the question I was getting at is really the difference of taking it recreationally versus therapeutically. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I feel like a home trip has a bit more of a therapeutic property to it. Whereas when you're in like a festival, both have a place and both kind of overlap right yeah 100 percent. and i when you when you look at the therapy institutions now right that are doing that you mm-hmm. hear about when people go in there and doing them you know for example like mdma right people going going therapy for ptsd they describe what it's like in there they're like yeah i went in there it was comfortable i sat in a chair they put something over my eyes and then calming music yeah if you ask most people that take MDMA, it's like, yeah, I went to a rager and it yeah. was blaring music and I had people all around me, lights, visuals, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just a, yeah, a completely different experience. I've, I've done, um, I started um, doing that more of a just calm setting. Like I, I've had friends where we- MDMA? Yeah, we're, really? we've taken it and we've just sat down and like- uh, you know, sat down in front of each other mm-hmm. and we talked and we just waited it for it to come up. And then we just had conversation during it. Wow. And, like really talked about just stuff that happened in our life that you really don't normally talk with people, but you're like, you know, things you just, you wish you could just talked about to someone yeah. and you, we, we gave advice to each other. And it, it, that when I started doing that, I really was like, Oh, there is, really something beneficial here and i learned that from the book waking up Mm -hmm. um where he talks about he did that with his friend where they would just sit on across from each other (laughs) yeah and i was like i want to whatever that is i want to try that so i did that with a with a couple buddies and it was great um done that now a couple times with uh wait we did that with mdma and we've done that with shrooms too and it's a really great experience yeah that's interesting. I never it, thought it really helped me. It really helped me understand the therapeutic portion of it, but it also really helped me just release things. Mm. You know that like they're they're not like bad things. They're just like sure. oh, like that's why I'm like this, or like oh, like and when you describe what what you've gone through in your life. And then people are like, oh, like that kind of makes sense why you might do this and this and this then. Mm-hmm. And you get a, uh, another person's perspective looking at it, you know. So it's it's from a mental health standpoint, like of doing those, it's glorious when you actually take it in that aspect. Like, I get the fun part. I've taken plenty of times of the fun part. But as I, as I get older, I'm trying to transition more to that right. experience. Yeah, that that's something I've noticed too. The older I get, the more that I crave like that inward journey. Mm-hmm. That when I'm going to do it, because I don't really have the space to do it all that often, mm-hmm. because me being so sensitive to the repercussions of like the Monday Tuesday kind of thing. Um, and I think too, as well as I get older, I'm wanting to do it like that because you know it, it, it's we're, it's we're we're on a road to our death, right? And like taking these and these calm experiences and really developing a better understanding, specifically more mushrooms and and LSD, it, it's really kind of helped me like be more comfortable mm-hmm. about things. It really has dropped 
my awareness of like, oh, we're all, of course we're all going to die someday, but not worrying about it. Like when it happens, it happens. Death, money. All, it's all going to go all away. All the trappings. Anyway. You know, whatever. And it's really also helped me let go of a lot of what I was taught growing up, mm-hmm. you know, in, in religion. And mm-hmm. so it's also helped me realize like, oh, and I heard this on a podcast the other day, like religion is literally built off of someone's r- crazy trip. <laughs> Like religion is literally based off of that. And when you take this, like I see what they're talking about, but like people just take it to a next level because someone that does trip taught them this. And then the person that doesn't trip takes it to the next level of thinking this is how you should do things instead. Well, then y'all, I mean, people are wired differently. Like when you're in the presence of someone that is, let's say a quote unquote natural born leader, Mm -hmm. that's a very powerful presence. Mm-hmm. You know, someone, someone that can command and lead others like sh- without shame and without regret with, you know, just like go like, Hey, no, that's the direction, whether it's right or wrong. That's where we're going. People, people are drawn to that. Okay, so you take that type of individual and let's say back in the day, you introduce them to something like breathing techniques, you know, monks or you know, spiritual enlightened ones. They would do like when I showed you that one type of breathing technique, there's so many that will naturally induce trips. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. When that, that was the first time I ever done a breathing technique. Yeah, and so there's a whole there's like a that. whole array of different techniques that you can use to induce like natural states of euphoria and funny enough trips. Like, somehow I saw uh, after that for some reason, uh, you know, scrolling through social media, breathing things popped up, and it was like these three guys like literally out in the middle of a desert going through a crazy breathing technique Mm -hmm. scenario. And there was a guy leading them through the process, but I I watched it and like, I saw them going through an experience. Yeah. And some of the most powerful experiences I've had have been through breath works. Like, I mean, it's in, it's almost in its own right because you know, it's naturally happening Mm -hmm. and there is some form like DMT is for sure the heaviest, the hardest, the fastest and the most powerful in my mind. But there is like this internal release that has to happen in order for me to go to a place mm-hmm. it's like a, a cutting of the paracord. Whereas like when you're working through breath work, your every breath is the cutting of that cord because your body, your brain is doing that whole, like if you're taking a cold shower, or if you're doing a run or a workout where it's like, Hey man, come on, we can quit. Like be comfortable, be comfortable, be comfortable. When you keep pushing past that. And at some mm-hmm. point that voice fades away and mm-hmm. you, you reach this, new environment mentally where you know physically you start tingling and mentally the all the voices just start to fade mm-hmm. and depending on the type of breath work you're doing I've, I've had some really just bizarre experiences where it doesn't feel like i'm hyperventilating i'm gonna pass out it feels like i'm literally tapping into something outside of me that's also kind of in me and loop it right back into religion when you talk about guys that just had a trip and they're like, oh no, I know the way. It's like, I'm kind of a firm believer that it's all leading the same thing. Like, you know, Ram Dass, we're all walking each other home. And so, okay, sure. Maybe someone thinks they have it figured out. It's also helped me going through a couple bad trips, you know, mm-hmm. right? Ev- you know, everyone, <clears throat> I feel like, feels like that when they first start doing it. They're like, I know the way, I know the way. And then like, you know, they want to tell their grandmother about it. You know, right. And like you have a couple of bad experiences and it really kind of it'll humble you, humbles you real hard to be like, you don't know shit. Right. Yeah. You don't know anything. And then like 
and it really humbles you to the fact that like you don't know much about because you're to me like for, like let's say mushrooms or whatever what i make when i go through that experience i'm like oh this is like what a plant feels like this is what it's going through yeah. in its state yeah and like i don't i have i'm, I'm getting a four hour <laughs> portion of that of like sure. what whatever is happening yeah in this experience right and so I always feel like when I'm in that experience of like, oh, this is kind of what it feels like to be in the animal kingdom. Like your senses are heightened. You know, you're unaware of things around you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're hearing different things. You can hear, like, when, especially when I'm on it, I can hear things off in the distance way more. Like things just get picked up way easier. I'm like, oh, this is kind of like what it's like to be an animal mm-hmm. or whatever in the, in the animal kingdom. And so I'm getting four hour experience of that. Yeah. And then like, it's interesting, you know, if you, if you come up on an animal and it's scared, you know, cause you made a loud noise. Like if you make a loud noise around me while I'm tripping, I'm going to be the same way. Right. Like, oh, this is crazy. But it's also helped me like drop my ego to a lot of different things to be like, for example, to want to, to for the, the breathing exercise that we did. Right. <clears throat> I mean, the scenario already in this, you know, being at dirty bird where we did it at, if you would ask me to do something like that, high school, right? Maybe even early college, I'd have been like, "What? What is this?" I wouldn't have. For I, sure, my ego would have been getting in the way, right? Of being like, "Oh, I'm, I'm too good to do something like that. Like right. I've got it figured out. Why do I need to do something like that?" But uh, since I've gone through this humbling experience over, you know, you know getting better at just wanting to learn more, um, just to keep myself calm and humble. Like I was when you I've you've talked about it before of like how it does help with meditation and really helps keep calm and things like, uh, you know, I've I've learned, you know, the heartbeat. Right. You only have so many heartbeats in your life. How how, how are you going to keep that down, mm-hmm. basically? And keeping calm and going through meditations helps that. And it's like when I look at the Asian culture, that's like that's like built into their culture to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think even they have like a time of day every day. They all stretch. I think one of the, one of them do, I don't, not all of them do that, but even Slightly one of them racist, do. but okay. Sure. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one of them. Oh, one of them. Know. Sure. At least one of them is stretching every day. And so, so I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I want to try that. And even mentally now, I'm like, I want to sit down in front of a friend and take MDMA and let's talk it out and see what that meditation's like. Or yeah, go take go go sit under a tree for a minute under the sun. Like I'll go out in my backyard sometimes and just sit there and just soak up the sun, relax, just in through the nose, out through the mouth for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. I go back inside and it's just like, I feel so much better mentally. I feel more relaxed. I can take on just things a lot better, especially if I feel myself getting run up a lot. Like you're getting calls, meetings, you know, people are needing things just like drop it. Yeah. Five minutes, just drop it, go walk away, do something. And I, and I don't, I feel like if we did more of that type of stuff, you know, even without the, the, the psychedelics, if people just did more breathing exercise or more just time for yourself or, or things like that, like our mental health would be way better than what it is. And, and, and take those vacations, people don't, don't leave that PTO on the table. Well, I mean, that's even like, that's a, a loaded thought because 
Well, I mean, one, yeah, you have like the societal conditionings of like work, 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 the trappings of like save as much money, buy as many things, you know, mm-hmm. like being a hot shot and, or maybe not a hot shot, but like going for what you feel like is, is right for you. It's ironic that taking the space for yourself typically propels you to get there faster. The, um, <clears throat> the Salesforce CEO, I cannot believe, I can't remember his name right now, but he went, he is all about like, um, mental health and just in the workplace and just people taking the time for themselves. Um, so much so that when he went, I think he went to Thailand and he, he met these monks over there and he just saw, you know, he spoke with them and just realized how calm they were. They don't really let things get to themselves. He just, he just, he saw what was there Mm -hmm. and part of his, he built, the biggest, uh, the biggest tower in San Francisco is the Salesforce building. He built that. And so part of the experience was he had the monks come in to help set up. Like, I, th- I think they gave like a few floors or dedicated to just quiet. Mm. There is this, there's no office space in here. There's nothing. It's dedicated. And he had the monks come in and like, look at it and, and try to set it up and, 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 uh, <clears throat> feng shui i guess whatever they call it but to help people relax or whatever and it was kind of neat listening to how they did that and how they set up the rooms for it but um but he kind of gets the point you know of just being like if i have if people if my, my workers can be a lot more calm in the workplace it doesn't feel like it's constantly anxious and moving i'm gonna have a better employee you know yeah yeah taking taking care of people and people taking care of themselves I mean, that, that's kind of the unfortunate part. I mean, the, again, there, there's so many things in what you said that I think is so rich with wisdom. And you think about how everyone can be our teachers, especially when you're tripping, you drop the ego. There's been so many people that out of, out of, out of a normal context, I wouldn't have ever considered a relationship with them, especially at a festival. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to speak freely. Like you look at a fucking dirty hippie, <laughs> like I judge them sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'll be in the middle of a trip and sometimes we'll say something so profound and you realize that we're all just mirrors for each other and you can see and hear and understand something in someone else that potentially if you wouldn't have opened yourself that opportunity, you never would have had the chance to really receive that from an individual in a different setting. Mm -hmm. What I love about like the Salesforce guy is that I just finished a book called uh, Shit the Moon Said by... I can't remember the guy's name. He's the founder of Rhythmia. We're great with names on this podcast. Ah, no shame. <laughs> I'm not great with names in general. Um, working on it, though. So this guy, he's, he founded Rhythmia, the ayahuasca retreat center mm-hmm. in Costa Rica. And I love his story because he's a hyper-successful CEO. You know, the last company he sold, he sold for like $80, $90 million. And he had other successful ventures as well. And... One of the things he was talking about is, you know, meeting your needs and, and taking care. And one of the things that these medicines are great for, and granted, they're just one of the tools in the tool belt. Yeah. I mean, I, I was on the 100%, yeah. Darn Good Life podcast and I, I brought that up. I was like, here's the deal. I want to underline it, highlight it, bold it, whatever. Psychedelics are not for everyone. Mm-mm. I firmly believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody is meant to tug that chain you know, set that sail, trip that trigger at all. Like there's people I met where like, I like there's a lot of people I meet where I'm like, Oh, like 
and I, I, I go, Hey, this is something. And then I just drop it and never, and I, I let them muddle it. And some people do come back and they're like, I do want to try mm-hmm. that. Like, is there any help? And there's some people I, I don't bring it up. I'm like, that's, yeah, I know that's not going to be a good, or even if you bring it up, have an authentic conversation with them on, on why, you know, you got to really want it. I mean, part of the therapy is actually losing your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, part of it is scrambling the signal so hard that when you come back, like you're different in a good way, I feel like. But I think for me, it was definitely like, oh, like everything I, I thought was super important is really not. Yeah. You got to be careful when you take definitely. it. It'll really reset your priorities too. Yeah. It definitely does do that. It took me <clears throat> after my first time, it definitely took me a few months. It took me a couple of weeks for sure. I did, it did it right before I left to go do for a big sale summer. It took me a couple of weeks to get back in the groove and value money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It took me a little bit. The, the money part was like, <laughs> yeah. And time. Well, what do I need this for? And time. I was just like, why? You just want to spend so much time that? with the people you love and mm. fuck that. Right. <laughs> Pay your taxes. Be a good worker. Make my mayonnaise. <laughs> nah. Um, it definitely helped me also just understanding like things that would normally, um, I would say like something I, that was running on my dad's side was like, they could get very frustrated easily and get very like <clears throat> angry pretty quickly yeah. about things that really weren't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And like, I've, Definitely got to the calmer to the point where like even people like, for example, like my car right now. Right. I've, I've broken down the road twice now. It's basically a lemon at this mm-hmm. point. And I go into the dealership and the dealership people are just like kind of surprised of how calm I am. Right. <laughs> but I'm just like in my mind, what can I do besides bring it here to you? Right. And fix it. Yeah. That's all I can do. And I, I, I put a smile on my face. If I get frustrated, it's going to make your job more difficult, which is going to make your job, you know, you telling the mechanic about the problem, and it's going to make his job more difficult to now fix my car. Yeah. I go, look, just please, let's just get it right. Just a little firm. A little pleasant. firm. I, w- I would love to get it right. Get me in a rental. And now, I mean, the, they, they are. They are working on it. They've got me in this rental for three weeks. Hopefully, I get a new car because of the whole situation. But, I mean, yeah. it's I've even had people come up to me like, how are you so calm about this situation and, and mentally I'm just like, what, what can I do right. about it? And I've learned that from even <clears throat> in situations where I am tripping and I'm just like, and something goes off, you know, unexpected. There's nothing I can do. Like a thought, right? A thought's gone. Especially can, a thought. Loops. Like you're like, Oh, that's such a good thought. And then it's gone and I'll, I'll get upset. I'm like, no, where'd it go? I want it back. And then it, you can't do nothing. It's gone. It's gone forever. But you can't harp on it. You got to keep moving forward through the trip onto or the next Or you get thing. caught in a spot you don't want to be in. Or you get caught, yeah, you get into a bad thought loop. Yeah. And you're like, I want to get out of this, but you can't. Your right. mind is kind of in control right now. Mm-hmm. You need to let it let you it go through whatever it needs see to. See that little cloud of a thought and say, hey, I love you too. All right. Let the next one in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the toughest thing to do. And I think that's a beautiful practice about meditation or yoga and breath work. I mean, all of them essentially come back to the breath and, and getting centered and grounded in the truth of presence. Yeah. I like doing it before bed, like just a good 10 minute. Uh, my roommate's really diligent about staying on top of that. He does it. I hear his alarm go off. Like he's super diligent at night when he does it. And he says it's super helpful for him. 
Yeah. It helps me too. Just like when I try not to focus on anything else, you know, for 10 minutes, just breathe through it. And then it, it does help me calm down a lot more. I like doing it first thing in the morning. I mean, really any point throughout the day, but I tried morning. I fall asleep. Really? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'll be yeah, right back I have to do to something sleep. first. So it's not like I, I, some people actually highly recommend doing it first thing when you wake up because you're still in theta state, but, um, no, I need to brush my teeth. I need to be a little bit more alert. I'm trying to get more, uh, I'm really trying to correct, like, like speaking of mental illness, I'm really trying to correct like my sleeping schedule Mm. so bad right now because every job I've had in the past has been like kept me up till four or 5 a.m., 6 a.m. You know, I had a job that was seven to or 11 at night till seven in the morning for several mm-hmm. years. Um, <clears throat> so I'm doing everything I can to try to get to bed earlier, melatonin, uh, everything. And I am finding that as I'm doing that, getting just more and more sleep, man, am I physically getting better? My workouts better, concentration, thinking way better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, also too, I, I read that if you don't get a lot of sleep, you know, if you if you're that type of person that doesn't get a lot of sleep, that really it hinders. Um, what is it? What do older people get? Sorry, um, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Very little sleep, and I have, my family has a little bit of a history of the Alzheimer's. Yeah. So I'm like, and I already did like football. I definitely find myself forgetting things sometimes because of that. Just taking hard hits from that, and I'm just like, ooh. This is not a path I want to go down my whole life of really staying up till three, four in the morning doing nothing. Yeah, that's not going to serve your brain great at all. So, yeah. like, definitely something I've been finding is like trying to exhaust myself during the day, like go for a walk, whatever. And that's really helped my mental illness Just too. The healthy Just, stuff. Yeah. I mean, I find it interesting that like not enough credit is given to companies like Facebook or Instagram or any of the socials that have hundreds of people engineers social engineers to figure out how the brain works like those guys probably know i mean they're employing well that's what that documentary came out yeah it's super good they figured it out and then they were like oh we did it there was two paths that they could have took mm-hmm. and they went the company corporate route yeah and they I were mean, like and trying then, to make money how else would you do it well of course i mean and they didn't really know exactly what they were they didn't know what the outcome would be Sure. And now, not? now they know the outcome, and now that's why they were on the documentary trying to explain it. Yeah. But I wonder what would happen if they went the other route. The other route being, um, in favor of mankind's mental health. Like what? <clears throat> like for example, right? They build the social media platform to be like, oh, you know, you like this, or we're going to bring up four other things, or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, how could you cater that to being like? Like my watch, right? Where it's like, hey, you seem high stress currently. Um, take a breather. Mm-hmm. Or it's like noticing like, hey, you're moving. Great job. How could you take that like that little minimalness that mm-hmm. I have and kind of turn it into putting it on my phone or turn it into more of a all that all that technology and time they spent going down this other route of trying to do ads and, and, and everything like that of trying to keep content in front of me? How could Let's switch it over to the other side. Yeah. What I hear there, though, is not a great business model. Or it is. Like, you no, just no, build, no. You yeah, build sure. a business around that. Yeah, I hear you. Helping people. Love the idea. But if I want you to pump me money, mm-hmm. 
like a poor dairy cow. Pumps milk. I'm hooking the udders up, baby. We're taking the first route. <laughs> you know that MySpace guy, Tom, did it right. Sold his company. He never, got the fuck out. Never I, did anything. I, I saw did. a comment that you follow someone. Him? I follow him. Oh, for sure. On Instagram. Photographer. Yeah. yeah. He crushes it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, there was some guy that threw shade at him. He was like, you're a failure. You'll always be a failure. And he's like, funny that you're saying this to a guy that is flying his helicopter, <laughs> taking cool pictures, and you're still working some nine to five. <laughs> who sold who for $250 million? Did it so well. Yeah. Yeah. Way to cash out, bro. Cashed out. Saw like, oh, yeah, that's right. These are f- flings. Yeah, MySpace is going to go away. He probably saw Facebook and was like, mm, that's going to be better than my what I created. Yeah, or maybe just, I don't know. I mean, it takes a certain amount of drive to get where you got it anyway. Yeah. And MySpace has been sold a couple times over after that. I think it's like a music mm-hmm. thing now. Justin Timberlake, I wonder if still has a stake in it. Hey, um, speaking of things that have gone down and are trying to go back up, how about Bitcoin? Did you buy more of it? Heck yeah. Well, no, not Bitcoin because I already had a pretty large stake in it. Yeah. A great price I had, but I bought more Ethereum. Mm. I've been doing, uh, I put too much in when it did dip, dip down than I should have. Mm-hmm. And then it, dip, it went down more. And I was like, mm, I should have dollar cost averaged. So it, when it was going down more and more, I started dollar cost averaging. Yeah. And then I did, I bought one more. I was like, I think it's going to go up after this. And I bought one more and then it, it started going up. Mm. after that so but it's slowly rebounding i think i think uh um tesla elon's doing some sort of um audit right now of how much power currently that like they are producing what it takes to create the 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 cars is doing an audit of like what is the environmental impact because that's event that's initially why he did it said all the things on twitter was because of the environmental impact of, of bitcoin mm-hmm. mining. but he was like all right how much is it really like people say it is but how much is it really so he's like i'm, I'm i got a large company i've got the money let's do that let's do the research hmm. so whatever comes out of that report will be interesting to see like there was also a thing i saw about the mike the guy that was behind the big short uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember his name. Where he's putting... So, apparently, he's the CEO now of Scion. Mm. Didn't know that. So, someone the other day, they just released their quarterly um, disclosures for, you know, what the smart people do with their money. Mm-hmm. And for Scion, he's put like $540 million into Tesla stock. Mm. That is a lot. It's like, it, it represents like a majority of their portfolio mm-hmm. is in Tesla stock because right now they're doing a refresh on their line. So their profits have gone down like by 20%. Mm-hmm. And so he put a big uh, put on Tesla stock. He put calls on treasury bonds and treasury notes, essentially saying like, hey, inflation is rapidly approaching. For and that's sure. what freaks me out, man, is stocks are going to go down. I hope not, but... It probably will for Something's a Something's got to happen. How long have we been saying that? You know, I get more yeah. freaked out, like, the longer everything's up and up and up and up. Yeah. Like, we're just printing more money. Like, I don't know where, what to do with my investments. And, um, Some would say gold. A lot of people are going to say the traditional routes, right? Yeah. And the, But that's, like, what you have to trust is the system. Mm-hmm. But 
It's the people that that's don't. That's why I'm getting into crypto. That's I think that's a great route, yeah. especially as inflation goes up. I think crypto is going to be a great. I mean, that's what yeah. you don't know. It's like, do you trust the old systems, right? The money makers mm-hmm. or the new age thinking? Because every every older person, like Warren Buffett mm-hmm. or like Jim Cramer, um, or some of the older guys that do, you know, that have kind of been the the top of the financial world, they all keep shitting on crypto. But then you see every person our age and even some older people no even them they are investing into crypto they are but they also don't talk highly of it no and it's like okay because they're not talking highly of it but they are still investing into it meaning that's what you should be doing for sure because they're wanting to keep it low so that you can keep they can keep well in order to manipulate it too yeah because if you have these people that and i'm talking a little out of pocket here but you have enough people that it's low enough. I mean, they can still buy and hoard. They can manipulate the market. They can do pump and dumps, things like that. But mm-hmm. the more um, popularity that's gained in the space, the more decentralization there is and the, the more stabilization there is. Mm-hmm. So it it's a lot of like, man, we live in a day and age where information is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And think about how crazy some people it might have seen when they were exchanging paper notes when paper notes could be easily forgeable. I think mm-hmm. um, Ben Franklin was one of the first to come out with a lot of like anti, um, I can't even think of the, what the word, making it very difficult to forge mm-hmm. measures. Um, so every era is going to have some like, no, that's crazy. Why would we do that? Mm-hmm. It. I remember watching Batman when I was like six or seven years old and I thought it was so cool that they were, instead of giving over money, cause it was like a futuristic thing. Mm-hmm. They were giving over these like electronic chips in mm-hmm. the form of money because you couldn't forge that like paper. Have you ever seen uh Justin Timberlake, the movie Justin Timberlake was in mm-hmm. where time is currency? Oh, uh, you know what? I haven't actually seen that. That's probably a good one to watch. That is, it's a re- surprisingly cause yeah, Justin Timberlake, that- but He's a great actor. Great actor in this he's, movie. He's a great actor in the, the whole movie. Yeah. The concept of it, mm-hmm. everything, great. Great. Does freak you out, you know? It's like, hey, when are you going to die? It just keeps ticking. I think I think most people, what is it by far and large? Were you the one who said that? Who, who said that, that most people die in a hospital? It wasn't me. Really? Because mm. I, uh, I was curious about that. And they were like, oh, you know, like, some oddly high percentage of people die in hospitals. I would, and I've thought about how I, I would want to go. I would want to go like Ram Dass did, where he was like in Hawaii oh, at yeah. his home, on, wherever that was, surrounded by the people that he loves. They probably, he was like, oh yeah, my last breath's coming. Give me all the mushrooms. Yeah, I wonder if he took mushrooms. I, I doubt it. That dude's so full of love. He is a mushroom. He is a mushroom for sure. That guy was a walking mushroom. He was the fun guy. I hope his last words were like, be here. He had, uh, there was a guy that went down there and recorded music with him. Not too, not too um, long before he passed. It's a really good album. I heard him on Opry Marcus's podcast. I'll have to think about that. Pull that up. It's like really, really, really good music. Cause Ram Dass at the end, he couldn't say very much. Mm-hmm. Like one word at a time kind of thing. And he would like take like 15, 20 minutes to like think about what he was going to say. Cause yeah. he couldn't say much. All that's kind of interesting. And, you know, to to loop it back to the beginning, we talk about mental health awareness. It, you know, it's like, man, things would be so much better if. It's 
like, well, at a certain point, that's the thing about mental health. You really got to take charge of it and understand, like, you can improve it. It really does, too, to, to put, do it on a mass level. Because currently, I think, mental health done is more on an individual scale mm-hmm. at the moment. It's like, oh, I, I'm choosing to go down this path to be a lot more mentally stable. I want to better myself. I'm recognizing something is off. Right. Um, to do it on a more mass scale, to get everyone to do it, it's got to start at the top with leadership, where leadership's like, we got to work on something here. I mean, I don't know. Leadership is a grassroots movement, you know? So that's... Yeah, that's one of the age-old questions. I mean, the best thing you can do is just give a shit about other people. That's where you turn it into a cult. Hey, We're all here for mental... Cults are fun. Join our cult. Follow us on Instagram. What does someone say? Uh, leading a cult is shitty, but you make... Oh, I heard this from... Actually, The Office. The the guy that always spokes a ton of weed uh, on The Office, the mm-hmm. character. It's actually a funny saying he said. He was like, uh, cults are fun. He goes, leading it sucks. Leading a cult's... He goes, I've done both, followed and led. Leading a cult sucks, but you make a lot of money. Right. He goes, following is way funner, though. You don't yeah. make much money, but you're following, and you have way better time. <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> I can get behind that. Um, yeah, I mean, to wrap things up here, man, I think uh, the biggest thing that comes up for me is just what it comes back to is, is self-love. You know, a lot of a lot of things. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but cliches are only think because they're true. I think a lot of people too try to focus too much on making other people happy, and they don't really focus on themselves. And that doesn't really that not realizing that if they focus on themselves, the projection that they'll put off will make mm. people happy around them. Yeah. But when they're trying to force happiness around them, it's easy to see that that's not. Uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for there, but it's not um, natural or it's not uh, authentic. There we yeah. go. It's not authentic um, happiness that you're that you're projecting off of you. And it, it, people, if people realize that, hey, if you focus on yourself, like, hey, start learning something, do that thing, play that guitar, read that book. Like for sales, right? For example, the only way we were going to get better is if we really jumped into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to sales books, you know, things like that, and it got me better. But if I would have just tried to just hammer phone calls and, and do it and not really like better myself and really get involved into it, then I wasn't going to be able to get comfortable in sales and doing what I'm doing now. And so I feel like you have to take that route towards mental health as well. Like read a meditation book get into it, listen to those meditation podcasts or, or talk to someone that you're like, that person is really calm. Make it easy. Do something, do something, something. Yeah. I don't, we don't get a hobby. Doesn't have to be big. Just something. Go for a walk. Literally a walk will change your day. Just go for a walk. Yeah. That go for a walk. So many days are just so much better when I've just gone for a quick walk. 36 breaths. Give someone a hug. Pet your animal. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Well, I mean this. I love you, brother. Love you too, bro. Love you guys out there. All of you. If uh, you want to connect with us on Instagram, I'm at Colton DM at Dylon Wooden. Dylon Dylan Wooden. And uh, hey, 
give us a rating, you know, give us some feedback. Let, let us know what you, you feel, you know, let us know what you're doing for your mental health. If there's something that's in particular has been standing out for you, I'll give it a shout out on my page. And uh, if you've been loving this podcast, give us a shout out on your page um, for the algorithm. Please share it uh, with someone, you know, someone you love, someone you think that could benefit from this podcast. Maybe mm-hmm. not the first 15 minutes or so. But <laughs> that's, maybe, that's only for you. Maybe the best only for you out there, guys. <laughs> right. We love you guys. Take care of yourself. Love we'll you see people. you next week. Thank you.